Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Susanna Ray. Don't compare yourself to people who are 10 steps ahead. Mm. You know, you are exactly where you need to be right now. So both Bob and I have said, yeah, we struggled with showing up on video. We're doing it today but we weren't always this comfortable on video and we didn't start with this. We started in small incremental steps. Hi there and welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name's Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second to subscribe in your player of choice. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and not the live stream, then make sure to check the new follow option in the top right-hand corner. That way, Apple will give you my episode next rather than some other ropey show, which is a win for both of us. Before I jump into introducing this week's guest, just a quick reminder that after nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two about what makes business work online. And it turns out success leaves clues and I want to give you the map so you can jump over to my website and grab your copy of the Personal Brand Business Roadmap. turns out that it has everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your personal brand business. And it's yours for free as a gift from me. Now, some people listening or watching on the live stream, if you are watching on the live stream, this is brand new. We don't normally do this. So you're very lucky to catch it. So some people listening to this will have no problem jumping into personal visibility and building your authority online. But for many, it's a huge challenge. And often those who struggle most, either with the idea of visibility or the practice of just working on it that are the introverts of the world. And I know I've struggled with this a lot, and we speak about it often on the podcast. And this week, I'm very excited to welcome my friend Susanna Ray to the show because she's written a book about it. And anybody who's written a book about it, if I know them, has to come on the show, especially when they're talking about something that I've struggled with a lot. So Susanna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. And yeah, it's lovely to be here as two introverts together. I know. For the listener who doesn't know you, why don't you just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and what you would do, and then we can start digging in the introvert minds. Yeah. So who are you? (laughs) Who am I? My name is Susanna Ray. I need to say it out loud because Ray is one of those surnames people don't always read and can say in the right way. And I'm an online business strategist. I'm based in the UK. I'm also the author of The Introvert Way Roadmap, the book that I've recently written. But what I do is I support fellow introverted coaches and consultants to package their expertise to scale, as I found this is the most effective way to grow a thriving, profitable business without collapsing in a heap at the end of the day, which is something us introverts are a bit prone to do if we've overdone it. Here's the thing. Something that I've often wondered is introverts are talked about quite a lot as I'm going to say almost in the negative Mm -hmm. where people use it almost as an excuse. And there's a danger that introverts often come across as needy Nellies, if I'm honest. And that's okay. But I think there's a large number of introverts that aren't. And I think what's also interesting is there's lots of extroverts who probably look at all of this and think, well, who's helping me? because I think there must be some extrovert challenges as well. I don't know what they are, but why is it, do you think, introverts, particularly when we're looking at 
building your personal brand and your visibility and your authority and everything that goes with it. When your perspective, why do they struggle and what can they do about it? For me, one of the biggest struggles I see is it's, and I think this comes to the definition just to repeat about what introverts are in terms of the definition. And introverts are those of us who tend to think first, we internalize our thoughts, and also we gather energies alone. And what we're not, but we could be, is shy. We could be socially awkward, but so can introverts. That's not actually the definition. And so when you look at the main definition of the fact that we have our natural inclination is to internalize our thoughts, it then becomes hard to cross that barrier to externalize them in terms of marketing and sharing what's going on in your head, because this internalization of thoughts can also lead to quite strong perfectionism and it's the perfectionist in a lot of us that stops us from taking action because we're like oh we've just got to make it a little bit better or I'm not sure it's quite right and it's that perfectionist sort of feeling which for many introverts as well can even go into that further step of imposter syndrome of like who am I to do this who's going to listen to me And it all is kind of the result of the personality trait of the fact that you are internalizing your thoughts and it's getting stuck in your head. And this is where I find in particularly when you're more introverted in nature, actually reaching out for support and helping pull those ideas and your thoughts and processes out of your head, whether it's a best business buddy, just friend to talk about it can be that first little stage in terms of setting you go outwards and really just show the magic that's inside of you. I think I remember when I started on this content journey, I was so worried about the consequences and I think overthinking everything. And the thing that held me back the longest was not having a master plan, not knowing exactly what I was going to do at every stage and knowing that the risk was worth it. And once I got past that, everything seemed a little easier, just trusting the process. I definitely find this in a lot of clients. I would say almost a majority of my clients, even the very, very successful business owners, they struggle with basic foundational visibility. And I know when I started posting on social media, not the kind of posts that we all see, which is Um, here's a nice corporate looking graphic, but actually being visible on social media. I mean, this live streaming and podcasting is the extreme end. Nobody needs to do that really. It'll help for sure. But simply posting a selfie for me was crippling because I was so worried about what people would think. I think extroverts, Mm -hmm. and tell me if I'm wrong here, but they don't worry so much about the consequences or the big picture. It's much more action orientated I guess they are more action orientated as people is that fair to say from my research and studies I would say definitely and that's mainly because the extroverted way of being is to actually talk first and then think about it because the process of talking externalizing their thoughts Mm -hmm. actually brings clarity 
to extroverts. So therefore, they're more like the people you hear. Yeah, talk about it all. And then you'll gain the knowledge and you'll understand what people are saying because for them, talking is so important. And you see this even in the corporate world where you have the team meetings. It's the extroverts who'll be shouting out and wanting to brainstorm. And the introverts in the room will be going, can we just have some silence, please? I want to write down my thoughts, think about it, and then share. So even luckily in these days, as you mentioned, the media has sort of hopped onto, oh, introverts are a thing bandwagon more recently. And But it still drives me a tad crazy when I see they're going, oh, yes, you're shy and therefore you can't step forward. A lot of introverts I know have trouble stepping forward. And it's not actually because they're shy. It's more because they're not certain and don't really have courage in their convictions of the knowledge they have inside of them is worthy of sharing. And it's that element that I really love to work on with clients is pulling out the confidence that actually you've got something that you're willing to share, whereas an extrovert will be, hey, I'll share it. And if people leap on it and it's great, then I will keep talking about it. So if somebody's listening, identifies as an introvert and thinks, okay, fine, I want to do something about this. Obviously, you've written a book about it. There's lots of action people can take, lots of processes. What would be a few things that people could do just to move past the, the problematic aspects of being an introvert and maybe step into some of the elements that frankly are, are probably superpowers. How can we put the emphasis on the positive and start to move away from the negative? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned superpowers because I do say there's five amazing superpowers that introverts have. And if you start leaning into these, then you can absolutely move into the positive. And the first of these is introverts are great listeners. And what I mean by that is they're active listeners. They don't just listen and then say what they want to say. They listen, they reflect and feedback. So one of the great ways in terms of using this practically in terms of showing up is as an introvert, you are naturally consuming so much material because you're, you're a natural learner. That's another superpower is you're naturally curious and you've got this real growth mindset. So you're always wanting to learn. But what you can do to show up is take that curiosity and that listening skills and just reflect and share and share your opinion on the article that you've read. So it doesn't always have to be about creating your own content. It can also be on just sharing the way you view the world, because we all view the world in a different way. And that is, so I've mentioned two of the superpowers, which is great listening and being curious. A third is kind of linked to that, and that's being very observant. And that is where you naturally will be spotting patterns of what is out there as well. So again, use that skill. So if you think, well, I need to show up, see who you're naturally following and consuming in the social media world and think, what are they doing that I love? And can I do that too? 
there's no harm. And the phrase I always love to use is it's called steal like an artist. And what that means is you're not copying, you're not plagiarizing, but you're gaining inspiration from how other people are showing up and then relating it to your personality and what feels comfortable to you. So that might be thinking about, you know, favorite quotes that you wish to share, but make them personalized, bring them to your brand, bring people back to what the magic is that you have inside of you. Which brings to the superpower number four, that being self-reflective. Again, it's an inward thing, but that brings greater awareness and is linked to empathy. You should be able to understand and see what's happening with your audience far more because you're doing that active listening. A lot of these are all very intertwined, but it means as well when you become aware of, okay, this is what's happening, is one of the things. And actually, five years ago, I remember I was crazy terrified of turning up on video like this as well, so much so. I actually signed up and paid to do a, you know, show up on video course, basically, because I was like, what have I, what have I got to say? Who am I? How can I possibly do this? And I was getting stuck in this fear of people are going to, you know, come out, they're going to bully me. I had I was bullied at school because I moved around a lot around the world and my accent got picked up upon very sort of fast when I was moving. And so all those fears were like bubbling up inside of me, like, oh, what if I get on video and then someone's going to like call me out on it or say, you're not an expert, you can't say that. Do you know what? In five years, I haven't had a single negative comment. So for me, I'd love the listener to take away that, yes, there is that fear and it's good to recognize it and hold on to it in a certain level, but kind of put it on the back seat behind you and still take action, like move forward anyway. So be aware of what those little monsters are on your shoulders telling you not to do things. But we've all been there. And I guess that comes down to as well, like, don't compare yourself to people who are 10 steps ahead. Mm. You know, you are exactly where you need to be right now. So both Bob and I have said, yeah, we struggled with showing up on video. We're doing it today, but we weren't always this comfortable on video. And we didn't start with this. We started in small incremental steps. And just so I finish up my five, because the fifth superpower that I feel is absolutely perfect for those who are more introverted in nature is we're very, very independent. We are self-motivated. Quite often, that can lead to a detriment and a pitfall because we feel we're all doing it ourselves. And the biggest pitfall is actually doing it on your own for too long and not reaching out for support, whatever that support looks like for you. And it depends where you are at in your business as to where that can be. So different levels, different stages. And that's something I talk about in my book is there are different stages of your business. 
And I think it's really important to be aware at where you're at and take the right actions and get the right support for where you are at that level and not try and hop, skip and jump, if you like, ahead, just because some lovely shiny object has come along and captured your attention. So I yeah. think introverts are a bit like the cats of the internet, you know, will be very, very quiet and then suddenly will leap on the shiny things and then go, oh, get distracted <laughs> as well. I think something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is a lot of people, especially the older they get, the more they tend to, I'm going to use the word settle. Mm. And they, the ambition maybe starts to fade a little bit, I'm going to say. Ambition's maybe not the right word, but they, they, they come to accept, okay, this is who I am. This is who I'm always going to be. And for me, that's very frustrating because... I think what, what comes to mind here is, I don't know if it's a Zig Ziglar quote, but if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you'll always, you always got. Nobody ever stops wanting more, mm. but they do stop trying sometimes. And I like the idea of the quest that I think every business owner is on a journey. And what I've noticed is if you were to parachute me into the body of any business owner who is maybe 10 years ahead of me, their business is quite different to mine. It's way more advanced. I would destroy that business within a week because I'm not the person that I would need to be to run that business today. There's a process of becoming that you have to go through. I mean, we hear about personal development all the time and it becomes a bit of a cliche, mm. but you need to work on the qualities that you're going to need to have if you're going to have the business that you want to have. So you need to accept that you are going to need to change, but that that doesn't have to be paralyzing or fear inducing. It's a process, but it's a process you're going to have to go on. And like any process or any journey, rather, you need a map if you're yeah. going to be efficient. And that's why I like books like yours. Any, any book is information. It's the roadmap, but there's also the reason that you're doing it. Why are you doing it? The reason that you set out on this journey in the first place, but then, there's the people that you meet along the way, your fellow travelers, the guide, the, the coaches. You don't have to do it all on your own, as you described there. And if you take these three things seriously, look for the right information, try and understand why you're doing it and look for traveling companions, mm -hmm. the journey becomes much easier and you can move past this experience of, I'm just paralyzed, I can't do it, to suddenly it's much more accessible. And for me, that's hugely exciting and it's reason that one of the reasons why i really wanted to speak to you about your book so why did you write it what was it and why focus on introverts specifically because i know you're you're multi-talented you have lots of skill and experience why did you decide to focus on the introverts journey specifically so yeah starting with why introverts what i am introverted myself and I've known that actually since I was in my early teens because I had a real fascination for psychology and I, you know, I was reading as well. And that, that was a bit of a clue. I was an introvert. I was reading like crazy. And for me, the more I got into the business world and I've always been in the design and marketing side of business and business strategy. And what I was seeing is the people who are making the biggest impact or seem to be making the biggest impact online 
were the people who were very extroverted in their personality. And I was finding fellow travelers, as you say, people who I was coming across on a similar journey to myself, but in different niches, getting extremely exhausted by trying to follow these rules that were sort of put down by those who are more extroverted in nature. And the more I investigated this, actually, the more I found there's a real extroversion bias across our whole society. It starts in school, it goes into the workplace, and it's still there in terms of when you're freelancing and you're online and you're doing your own thing, that there's a lot of things that people say you've got to be doing the whole time. And they tend to appeal more to people who are extroverted in nature. And when I was talking to some of my fellow travelers, to use your term, which I love, is I was hearing stories like, oh, I joined this big you know, group program. It sounded amazing. I love the end goal, the end vision. But within a couple of months, I felt a black cloud had descended upon me. I was overwhelmed. I was terrified to even speak up in when there was like hot seat sessions and this the sheer name of that calling a session a hot seat to an introvert is like I'm going to run in the opposite direction because I want time to think and not feel under a time pressure so all these things basically culminated together and I was it hit me one day actually that there I have within me the ability to be the leader of showing introverts there is a way and there is a way we can sort of stand up. And I started focusing more on introverted entrepreneurs probably in about, it was 2016. And it was, so Susan Cain wrote her book Quiet in 2012 and that did a lot for making people more aware of introversion and how it can be affected but I wasn't really seeing that happen online. So it was these things that were all coming together that I was like, actually, I want to support my fellow travelers, people like me. And I then looked and said, well, what support do I want? What is working for me? And I tried some of the extroverted things. I then twisted them and turned them in my own way. And my clients were saying, Susanna, you've got to share this. So it was also having that encouragement from my clients to step up and speak out basically. And yeah, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, would I be doing this right now? I would have said no, no chance. You know, I was happily screwing away behind the scenes, supporting other entrepreneurs and how they were showing up, but I didn't want the spotlight on me. But then I realized actually, you've got to be the change you want to see in the world. So that gave me the impetus to stand up. And that kind of also then led to writing the book because that was like part two of your question of why did I write the book? And that came down to the questions I was again being asked a lot of like, do you have a roadmap? Do you have a template? Where Where am I going? How do I get there? How do I know what I should be doing now? And all these are the basis, again, of, as you mentioned, it's about wanting to know the bigger picture. And so the way I formulated the book is the first half is 
supporting the introvert entrepreneur and showing where your talents are and what you can work on and grow. And the second half is the roadmap that's divided into four growth areas. And then I've got three pillars of success that you need to work on. But the plan is it's something you keep referring back to. So if you're in the startup stage of your business, just focus there. Don't even read the next three stages, which are growth, momentum and authority. But if you're reading the book and you actually have momentum and you say, that's where I am and I want authority now, then focus on those areas. So it was about giving that bigger picture and knowing that those of us more introverted in nature love reading. For me, a book was a natural piece of content to then supply to my audience. So if you're watching live and you have any questions or you want to chip into the conversation, just do jump into the comments. They do show up here in StreamYard. There was one comment from Jan Koch, who I don't know if you know Jan. Jan runs Virtual Summit Mastery. And he's saying, I find myself to be rather introverted in person, but outgoing online. And I see that a lot that there are lots of people who you and I might think of as extroverted, but actually when you meet them, that's not the reality at all. They're actually very, very introverted. I remember speaking to Amy Landino in person and very, 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 very introverted. Whereas online, she comes across as super charismatic and outgoing and this is actually quite normal. And I think what that demonstrates to me is an introvert with a plan, well executed, will do extremely well. A little bit of courage goes a long way. But I think that's why a book like yours can be very, very useful. Because if you have a plan and you have something to bring to the world, you really just need that roadmap. So how does the book and this is me getting nerdy about your business now, how did the book integrate with your business and the services that you provide? Just before I go into that, I'd just love to pick up on that phrase when people say they're very introverted and then outgoing online. That is the joy of working online as an introvert. Because remember, we're not shy, we're not socially awkward, we can present, but for short periods of time. What we can't do is be outgoing for eight hours, but give us an hour, two hours, three hours where you're sharing your knowledge. Absolutely. You can shine in your true light. And so I just wanted before stepping into the next question, just emphasize that point. So, so many people get confused that outgoing means is like the opposite of introverted. Mm. We can all, like some of the best actors and actresses in the world are introverted, but put them on stage, they connect, they're charismatic, because actually when you're on stage, you are talking one person to one person. You're not really talking one to a crowd, at least not the best speakers and the best actors because they're connecting personally. So I just wanted to pull that together to follow up from the question linked to that. And now I need a reminder, Bob, of what the question you asked me was. It was, and I'm glad I can remember, how does the book 
and the introvert way integrate with your business and how you deliver value to your clients? How has it changed how you you execute commercially, I guess? So for me, the way the book integrates is because I'm introducing the topics and where you need to have work on is it integrates in with online courses and programs that I run, free blogs. I've got some free resources as well. So I link and can send people to extra resources from the book. So when they're ready to take action and go further, that pulls people further into the support side if they say, right, I actually do need support. But if they don't, there's enough in there to get them going and rolling on their own. Because I know that many of us have listened to many things and we've probably enrolled and I'm guessing a lot of people listening have probably bought into at least 10, if not 20, if not 30 online programs, courses or whatever in their time working as a business owner. But the thing is, you need to know, well, what sequence do I need to implement them? And for me, it's the sequencing that is key. And that is where the book implements to help people go this is where I'm at in my business. Therefore, the support I need right now is that. Whether that support is from myself or my network, and I can, I'm always super happy, you know, reach out to me, send me a DM. If you say, Susanna, actually, you know, I want to get into Facebook ads. I'm not a Facebook ad specialist. I never will be. But I know people who are. And that, I think, is one of the biggest things that you learn on the business journey as well, is your network is so important and to recognize where your specialist field is. And then you can help people around you as well. And so the main point of the book is to help people understand where they're at and where they need to go. And I also say, because the last two stages I call momentum and authority, but I make the point, not everyone wants to take that step into authority, and that's okay. It's up to you as a business owner to go back to that initial wish and dream of why did you start your business in the first place? What do you actually want to achieve? If you don't want to run a multi-million dollar business with a huge team, then don't set up your business to do that. Think about how you want your lifestyle to be. And you can earn a very nice income being your own person in your business, but you might be outsourcing elements, but that you're not employing them. And it's a very different energy exchange as well at that point. So this is where it all sort of connects together to help people know that's where I want to go. That's my destination. And it's okay not to go right to the end of where I complete the roadmap. But I have that there because I know some introverted people are thought leaders. They want to take that next step. They want to speak on TEDx stages and there's special things you want to do at that point. But you're not going to do that when you're just starting up. I think what I love about the, the phrase thought leader is a lot of people misunderstand it. It's not a really about visibility. It's not really about being super charismatic. It's about letting your thoughts do the talking, leading with your thoughts, leading with your thinking. And it's actually not that difficult. You just need to express yourself. And I think that's why introverts potentially have so much 
potential because they have the thoughts, but so often they stay thoughts. They don't lead with them. Um, yeah. And, and it's about finding your medium that you're happy yeah. with. And whether it's a podcast, a video, a blog, a book, there's multiple ways you can share your thoughts. And for me, it's about finding the place where you, it's like your happy place that you're happy to do. What you don't want to do is create content and have this fear and dread of, oh my gosh, I can't do that because it's going to stop you. And mm -hmm. this is where even, you know, how Clubhouse came about because it's audio. Though I must admit, I struggle a little with Clubhouse myself because it's a speaking room. And for me, I find those extroverted in nature are better because extroverts don't mind interrupting, whereas an introvert tends to wait till there's a natural pause and then speak. And so if you're in a room where there's lots of speaking going on, <laughs> it can be quite hard to find that entry point into the conversation. And then by the time you think you found that gap, the conversation has moved on three more points than the one that you had in your head. So it is all about finding your happy place in terms of sharing yeah. your thoughts. I think for me, this is going down the clubhouse rabbit hole, but I can't resist. I like the idea of clubhouse, but the flaw that I see is it's very difficult to actually build a platform there. It's, it's, it's great to show up and it's great fun now, but once the party stops, there's nothing left. So it's, it's hard for me to, to see as a good investment. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. The people who I've seen who've gained traction have been very good at actually integrating with Instagram in the sense they get people to then follow them across on Instagram. It grows their followers on Instagram and then they have sort of DM messaging happening in the Instagram side of things. And that for me feels a bit bizarre that you're on one social platform and you've got to go to another to communicate with your audience. But that's the only way I've seen in the last year since it came about that people have sort of benefited and grown their audience? I just had a moment. I think that the thing is that a lot of people maybe, and I include myself in this, equate Clubhouse with a social media platform, but actually it's an events platform. That's the distinction. And if you were to say, go and speak in a room full of two or 300 people, as an introvert, you might worry, but as an introvert that's become accustomed to speaking, I'd be down for that. It's how you then essentially bring people into your party that is your job to do so i guess i'm going to get out of the clubhouse conversation but that was useful it's great to hear about what's working in somebody else's business and, and the impact that you have with your clients in your world but it's always really interesting for me to borrow a little discreetly into what somebody else struggles with so which elements of your business do you find personally challenging either in the visibility side or the admin or business in 360 degrees? I would say for me, the most challenging aspect has been letting go and outsourcing elements that as I've got busier, I need to. And probably like many people, I waited too long before I did let go and outsource. And I've tried, and, and I think my struggle here comes in finding the right person and personality to actually link in with me and my business. And I think therefore when we're more introverted, 
a lot of us struggle with this because we know our own business so deeply and inside out and it's hard to pass across some of those elements in terms of everything is so precious to you it is your baby basically your business you've given birth to it and so to outsource various elements and I am doing that now I do it more on a project basis I don't actually have someone completely ongoing full-time at all it is far more in a project because I think that helps me feel I've still got some control so if it's not working I can just say okay we'll do this for three months or we'll do it for six months and see how it goes and then if it's working I can continue so that I think is forever the ongoing struggle that as I've got busier there are elements that I'm wanting help with. And a lot of that is to do with the content repurposing. And now I've got the basis of my content. So I've put my voice out there already. It's easier to pass to someone else because I'm not asking them to create the content. I'm just asking them to repurpose it. But even still, it was a struggle saying, okay, you do this. That's definitely hard for me. No, I think I also find find that very difficult. And I guess it comes down to the master planning character of the introvert that everything kind of needs to be done in a very particular way. Otherwise, it may as well not be done a lot of the time. And yeah, the perfectionist element, if it isn't done perfectly, I may as well do it myself. Yeah, I can do it way faster if I just do it than teaching someone else to do it. That I definitely got stuck in for a long time. Yeah, that's the story of my life right there. I still struggle with outsourcing or delegation is probably the better way of putting it because a lot of my outsourcing is done internally within a kind of a retained team. But even then it's difficult because everything needs to be just so. So for anybody who wants to connect with you, if they want to take things a little bit further with you, how can they do that? The best way is connect with me. I'm on Instagram at Susanna Ray. In fact, if Bob pops back up the little label, you will see how that is spelt here. And on my website, SusannaRay.com. And if you add on forward slash roadmap at the end, that will take you to my book. You can purchase my book at Amazon. But on my website, you can also purchase at a lower cost the digital copy direct from me. So do go to SusannaRay.com forward slash roadmap and do it that way because I don't have a Kindle version out there. And that's another whole reasoning behind that probably to go deeper in. But for now, I'm just having the digital as a PDF of which I have complete control over. And this isn't a little Mickey Mouse book. It's got some heft. Why don't you hold up a copy so we can see actually what's involved there? See, that's not, it's, it's, it's quite chunky. Yeah, and the other thing is as well, is the reason why I, let me just find one of the pages, is right. it's also in full color with the book because for me, color is really important, but also showing this diagrams and frameworks that you can follow to make sense of things. Because actually when it came to writing a business book, I wanted it to be slightly different. I look, I've got so many. In fact, this whole bookcase behind me is full of business books. But a lot of them are so boring visually. They're just done very cheaply. It's like black on white and 
even the diagrams are like a bad photocopy practically inside of them. And the good thing these days is actually publishing and printing has come on so much. And so my book is £9.99 in pounds. It's, I think, what was it? Yeah, £14.99 in US dollars. So it's still not an expensive book, but it's full color. Mm. And the experience of reading is to me so much nicer where you've got a high quality paper because I've always been very much about tactile things and life, you know, we spend so much time doing business or reading, consuming. I want every experience to be well-designed and that flows down into the courses, the programs, everything I create and help my clients create is you need to have good design behind it. And that's why I talk about packaging your expertise because everyone thinks about how do you package a product that you buy in a supermarket, but actually you need to package your expertise and that all comes together. To bring things to an end, I kind of need to ask you the same question I ask every guest and it's, what's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? I always find that a hard question because as we've mentioned during this interview, it is a journey And I was a different person five years ago than I am now. But I think, I think if one of the things I would change five years ago, or which is when I started this business was when I'd actually started reaching out to coaches, but I actually started my first business back in 2005. And I do think, well, maybe if I'd reached out to for support earlier, sooner in my journey, I might have saved some time. I might have been more focused, but then I'm not sure because we all have our own personal journey. And I also believe time brings knowledge, time brings wisdom and also clarifies our thoughts and our process. But definitely talking, I guess, actually, though, this would be it, actually sharing a little bit more about my dreams and my visions rather than keeping them completely to myself just so that there's something about putting it out into the ether that then makes it happen more that's a really good answer i'm not going to dig into that because there was lots of things that we could talk about there but that's a whole nother podcast so Susanna ray from the introvert way thank you so much for enduring this experiment with me of actually live streaming for the first time the whole podcast interview It seems to have worked fine. There were a few questions. I'm not sure if LinkedIn and YouTube was actually connected properly, but to anyone that was watching live, you're my new favorite. To everyone that listens on the podcast and audio form in its pure form, you are the best and my favorite. Susanna, thanks so much. I can't wait to see you again soon, but for the moment, thank you very much. Thank you, Bob. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you.